Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I am or I ain't. Welcome to another awesome episode of Yes, Jesus! That's right, it's me, your host, Danny Francesi. As always, I'm here with... Azariah Southworth, your sister. That's right, my sister from another mister, my brother from another mother. <laughs> it is time for not your biological family, but your logical family. Today's episode theme is your chosen family. Mm-hmm. That's right. As queer people, we get a chosen family, and you're them. So come on in, folks. I hope you brought us some good side dishes, because we're about to have the family barbecue. <laughs> so get ready, because here at Yash Jesus, we believe that... We are family. Do you have all your sisters with you? You <laughs> and That's my brothers and my cousins and my. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question that we ask here at Yes Jesus. But first, question is straight from the Advocate: German shepherd, German shepherds, German shepherds are defying the Vatican's orders. You guys, German um, German bishops, German shepherds, German bishops are <laughs> defying the Vatican's orders. How dare they? Don't give them treats and blessing same-sex unions. Wait, give them treats. <laughs> this sounds great. Definitely give them treats. In March, the Vatican stated that priests are not to bless civil unions or any other LGBTQ partnerships. And God does not and cannot bless sin, said a document released in March, and the Pope approved. Yes, but the the German shepherds are going rogue. (laughs) No, the German bishops are not going to let it happen. What are they doing? We love them. A German Catholic group called Love Wins put out a statement. Here's what they said. In view of the refusal of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith to bless homosexual partnerships, we raise our voices and say... We will continue to accompany people who enter into a binding partnership in the future and bless the relationship. Wow. Okay. What, a, what a more. First of all, all kidding aside, how powerful and yeah. absolutely incredible and absolutely amazing. Yeah. But leave it to the gay supporting German Catholic group to make it sound like the lyrics from Munchkin Lamb and the Wizard of Oz. You know, in view of the refusal of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith to bless, 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 homosexual, homosexual, partnerships. Like, it's like, wow. But hey, what a decree. And mm-hmm. we did it, y'all. At least there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's slowly but changing. Things are happening. And I'm very excited to see that. Um, it is definitely good Christian news this morning, y'all. Azariah with the good news, little angel Azzy. <laughs> I praise God for you, Azzy. And also, here's a praise report and prayer request. You like that segue? That uh, no, who beautiful. doesn't like an extra praise so God? Yes. <laughs> I saw your little side eye. You loved it. Um, <laughs> you guys, this is the praise report and prayer request. This is the part of our show where if you have something extra to thank God for, like Azzy's angelic tone, uh, then you will say it here and we will say hallelujah for you. And if you have a prayer request, a little something extra um, that you want to ask God for, we'll just megaphone it straight up there. Uh, we have the power. Mm-hmm. The Pope gave it to us. Yeah, Check totally. this out. Um, uh, our praise report comes from me. So as you as you may or may not know, if you're listening to the show or if you're friends with me and Noni Didi and my mom, my mom has been going through double hip replacement surgeries. She's been waiting four years to mm-hmm. get. It has been... Mm-hmm. 
a harrowing experience to say the least. And we are at the halfway mark. My mom is fully healed on one side uh, after her surgery. Just a little tiny stitches are out, like just little baby things mending still. Um, and now she's <laughs> feeling the full force of the other hip, which she didn't feel before this one was done. But um, it's on the way to getting done, and we're mm. right on track. And her prognosis is excellent that she will be um, dancing the, uh, in a conga line by New Year's Eve. <laughs> this deserves a, a, a clan flack. So that is just legitimately like a praise, uh, rec- re- uh, a praise report for me because I've been so grateful to God not only to be able to have this time that I could spend with mm-hmm. her during her recovery, but mm-hmm. that everything has happened so successfully and everything is falling into place. So, Amen. Thank you. What a, what a beautiful thing, she, and, and to see your mom's life greatly improve and to be able to get out there on the dance floor with her. And again, she that's does exciting. give God she does give God the glory for her story. She's been mm-hmm. we've been praying this whole way through. Every morning she starts with a devotional and. Um, look at where we're at. So we're very grateful. That's great. Well, our prayer request comes from Jessica. Jessica writes, please pray over my relationship with my mother and the rest of my nuclear family. We are tensely opposed when it comes to my having a conversation where I come out to my grandfather. I have a long-term partner with whom I am planning a future and I do not want to hide it from him, but my mother is convinced my coming out will kill him. We are not currently speaking, and my heart hurts so very much. I don't want to hurt my mom, but I don't want to live in the closet with anyone anymore. Please pray that we both keep our hearts gentle and open so we can talk to each other next. Wow. Wow. Jessica. You know, this is a familiar scenario. I have several friends that... that uh, just don't feel comfortable telling that older generation. And um, l- actually, I've seen them let a lot of their family members pass on without ever finding out uh, mm-hmm. their authentic selves. That's a common tale uh, amongst my friend circle anyway. And I pray so hard for you, Jessica, because I know what that feels like. And you want to be able to be totally open and loving. Um, you know, um, your grandfather has had a long life. Um, and you know, he is, uh, older now, but he's lived through a horrible in like uh, unbelievable, unspeakable things that all of us humans have to live through. We all have a saga. I'm sure that your coming out isn't going to be the one thing that finally gets him after all that he's lived through. Um, so I wouldn't put that on you. Um, but the stress that your mom could bring definitely can put stress on somebody's health. And I think that this situation is super tense and it's a, it's a conversation more about you and your mom than it is about you and your grandfather. I think your grandfather loves you as you are. I don't think that this would be something that would mentally, would change that. I don't know the situation, but that's my vibe. And I think that it's more so that we have to work as queer Christians to convince our parents and, and let them see that love is love and that you should be able to be the way you are because it sounds to me like your mom has the bigger problem. Yeah, stay encouraged, Jessica, and just keep being who you are. And like you said, just we we're praying that your heart will remain gentle. Both of your hearts will remain gentle and open so that you can have a fruitful conversation and a fruitful outcome. Yes, but mountains can be moved. Like, just have faith, you know, and yeah. just and be, yeah. be very specific in your prayer. And that's what we're going to do for you this week. We're going to add you to our prayer uh, because uh, we believe that prayer can move and change things. So, amen for you, Jessica. We'll be uh, praying for you later. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with a little bit of soul food of the scripture of the day. 
Guess what, Azzy? Are you excited? I'm excited. Our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, has written a book. Yeah, and this book needs to be on the desk of every minister. Every minister needs this book. Whether you like it or not, LGBTQ people will always be in the church. And our ministers need to be equipped with how to show up for us. Pre-order the book, Made Known Loved, Developing the LGBTQ Inclusive Youth Ministry, with your favorite bookstore or online store today. Visit madeknownlove.org to learn more. And we're back with the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. Mm, I'm hungry. Azzy, I need scripture. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Give me scripture, Azzy. Okay, okay. You got your bib on? All right, here it comes. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Ooh, that is the truth. So, you know, some queer folks have a loving, supportive, and accepting family. And if that's you, you are hashtag blessed by God. Mm-hmm. And we give thanks to those families who love and support us. And some folks have a really hard time with their family when they're queer. On the really extreme end, families sometimes do kick their queer kids out of the home or revoke all support for them. Yeah, there's one stat that we talked about, um, and it's that 40% of homeless youth are LGBTQ. And the number one cause of LGBTQ youth homelessness is family rejection. This bothers me so much. My mom always says that children are on loan from God to their parents, Mm -hmm. um, and they are not um, something that can be disposed of or thrown away. And I just think that how unchristian! Yeah. How absolutely yeah. unchristian. It is like the most obvious mm-hmm. choice. Like what what is the Christian choice and what is not the There used to be these uh, in Boys Life magazine which um it's not what you think as he but oh, relax. Darn. <laughs> darn. But Boys Life magazine is like the most wholesome magazine ever. It, like every boy scout gets a subscription. Like it's something your parents would have actually approved of. How about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not like- if it was Boy Scouts. No, no, it had been Royal Rangers from the Assemblies of God. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, Boys Life magazine used to have these characters named Goofus and Gallant, and mm-hmm. uh, it was like a comic strip. And Goofus leaves the milk on the counter and the refrigerator <laughs> door open, but Gallant wipes the counter. And like, it was like just like you know, Goofus would always act like a Goofus, and Gallant was. <laughs> always like the charming like like uh like little perfect person and i feel like it's that kind of obvious stuff it's like well you obviously don't leave the milk on the counter to rot the right thing to do is to put the milk back in the fridge but sometimes we're lazy and we do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. these christian choices they're making it's goofus or gallant like Mm -hmm. what is the christian thing to do take your kids and accept them and love them for who they are or kick them out on the street at an underage with no support. I mean, it's just like, they're just picking like the, the most extreme goofus choices when doing something like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But even when we aren't talking about kicking someone out of their home, sometimes family can be really uncomfortable, disrespectful, or um, also just unwelcoming. It can be awkward. Yeah, so birth families can be really difficult. Even when it's not dangerous, it could be st- 
stressful or at the least awkward. Yes, very much so. This episode isn't really about the difficulty of family acceptance. We're going to talk about that at another time, but we do want to talk about chosen family. Yes, and even if you have a loving and accepting family, sometimes they just don't always get it. You know, or, or maybe you just need a loving and caring community of people who understand that what you're going through and can offer mutual support. Yeah, I, I know my family loves me. Um, I, I know that, but they also go to a church with really extremist views. Um, so they don't always get it more often than not. And that doesn't, that doesn't negate the fact, though, that I know they love me. Um, but because of this, you know, because they don't get it all the time, I have a chosen family who I not, know not only loves me, but gets it. And I feel it's important everybody finds their person or tribe that gets them and understands them. Because having healthy people in your life who get you, meaning they understand you, your most authentic, raw, complex, and queer self without explanation and shame is liberating. The biological or chosen family who gets it give it us the permission slip we often need to continue our development as human or spiritual beings, I think. Mm. A permission slip to be human and spiritual. Many of our queer stories that we've seen in film and television are centered around this idea of chosen family. Perhaps one of the first examples of Chosen Family is Tales of the City. Arthur Armstead Maupin once said, Sooner or later, though no matter where in the world we live, we must join the diaspora, venturing beyond our biological family to find our logical one, the one that actually makes sense for us. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this right now and you don't know Tales of the City, please go read the books or watch the series on PBS or the next series on Showtime or there's the latest series on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> the premise is about a big, beautiful house in San Francisco, um, 28 Barbary Lane, where people from all walks of life live together, support each other, and sometimes date each other, and they're under the maternal care of the loving Miss Madrigal, a transgender matriarch. R.I.P. Uh, Olympia Dukakis, the former Miss Madrigal from the movies. Um, honestly, it is an incredible story um, that talks about queerness throughout throughout uh, the decades, uh, starting in um, the late 60s. Yeah, of course, fast forward to the 2000s and you had Queer as Folk, a group of friends and lovers who face adversity together, deal with their biological families, drive each other crazy, and really do love each other. Queer as Folk had two biological mothers, Debbie, the foul mouth P-flag mom you, we all wish we had. Love her. Uh, I think my mom does take a page out of her book, and she acted <laughs> yeah. like a mom to yeah. all the characters. <laughs> and a much more conservative mom who had to learn to love and accept her son and his lover. Uh, but you can see what sort of chosen family they are. It's beautiful. Yeah, and of course we I rem- can't. I remember before we go further, Debbie had an incredible quote that I never forgot, mm-hmm. uh, where she says, uh, uh, mourn the losses because there are many, but celebrate the victories because there are few. Mm, yeah, that's a really good one. I loved her. Well, we can't forget an example of chosen family without giving some props to Pose. And of course, we're now into the final season, which is sad, but Pose is based on the ballroom community, and each team is called a house. House of extravaganza, house mm-hmm. of abundance, house of ferocity, house of Glen Coco. Hello! How much more like a family can you get than calling yourself a house? 
Yes, and each house had a house mother, someone who would take care of you, encourage you, slap some sense into you when you needed it. Lord yes, knows, I have some house, mothers. And house fathers. These communities <laughs> pooled their resources to find places to live, food to eat, and and a sense of community and a place to get ahead in the world. Yeah, many of the characters had been rejected by their bio families, so they found each other. Um, any other examples of good chosen family? Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Looking had its own cho- chosen family on it, on HBO, and I mm-hmm. think that that was like really a cool aspect of it. I think uh, finding how you find each other how you find each other in this crazy world. It's so incredible how you're meant to be around certain people. And when you remove some people that don't belong in your life, sometimes a toxic family member or friends that don't understand how you have so much room for awesome people uh, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And the one that comes to my mind is Jesus. Jesus had a chosen family. Jesus was a wandering preacher who attracted disciples and had 12 men and how many, many women who followed him? And they formed a tight little family. And Jesus' disciples had different skills. James and John were fishermen, good for making sure they had some food. There's a story that... There's a story that when Jesus is talking to the women at the well, the disciples are away buying food in town with the money that they had pooled together. Even after this whole conversation with the woman at the well, which is part of the story that most people know, the disciples are trying to get him to eat something. And Jesus' disciples were following him, listening and learning from everything he was saying and doing. And you could say that Jesus was the original house mother. Yes, there is even a Bible story about Jesus speaking about his chosen family. This story is so well known that it is told three times, Danny, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Where was John sleeping on the job? (laughs) That means that all three gospel writers wanted to make sure that Jesus' statement about chosen family was included in the Bible. So if you open your Bibles to Matthew 12, verse 46 through 50, while he was still speaking to the crowds, his mother and his brothers were standing outside, wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. But to the one who had told him this, Jesus replied, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Our chosen families help fulfill the will of God, Father, Mother, Creator in our lives. Jesus wasn't rejected by his bio family, though. In fact, his mother sticks by him even through his crucifixion. Mm -hmm. But Jesus also knew that his family extended beyond just his mother and his brothers. And And if his family is trying to stop and control him, then he will leave them behind for the sake of the gospel. Jesus's disciples were important to him. They were his community. He took care of them as a leader. He looked up. They looked up to him. Their loyalty wasn't endless. There's that whole betrayal at the crucifixion thing. But (laughs) when Jesus was gone, after he was crucified, risen from the dead, and ascended to heaven, the disciples carried on his ministry. Hmm. They founded the church based on Jesus's teachings, the very same church that you and I are a part of today. It's almost like we are a part of the house of Jesus of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. The house of divinity. The family of God. 
cousins in our creator. Nibblings in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what is a nibble? Oh, no, yes. No, yes. you know what a nibbling yes, is. It's yes. a gender neutral term for nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. It's the new slang that all the gunkles are saying these days. Yes, yes, Jesus teaching you new things in every episode. Look at that. If you've ever, ever been told that your only family is your biological family, then that's just not true. There often comes a time when you grow up. You need to form a family of your own, and that might include a partner, a spouse, or a lover. Maybe you'll have kids. Maybe Mm. not. But Mm. the people who you surround yourself with will shape you into the person that you are today. Yes, and the function of a chosen family is to make you into a better person. Your chosen family will support you, encourage you, challenge you, call you out when you're acting a fool, aggravate you, keep you humble, and ultimately love you for who you are and who God made you to be. Uh, as you're like my chosen family, you do all of those things for me, 100%. especially aggravate me. <laughs> so love your bio family if you can. Give thanks to God for having loving parents, siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins when you got them. Mm-hmm. And I choose to love my chosen family, Danny. Say thank you for those people in your life that you don't know how to label, but they sustain you, support you, Danny, and make you the best version of yourself that you can be. That's I, I give you credit. I give you credit. Yeah, to you too, Danny. You're my chosen family for sure. Part of my chosen family, and I love you. The family that prays together stays together, Azzy. Amen. And we're about ready to pray. But, but before first, we do... Yes, we have our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good. So we want you to reach out to your family, either your bio family or your chosen family, and tell them that you love them. We often don't tell people in our lives how much they mean to us. Don't let a moment go by. Text them, call them, FaceTime them. I don't know what you got to do, but just do it, girl, okay? Say that they are love and the inspiration in your life. We are going to pray, God, please Thank you so much. We're so grateful that we can come together again this week on Yash Jesus, Mm -hmm. all together as a community praising your name um, through the rainbow lens. We'd Mm -hmm. like to pray for our rainbow chosen families. Thank you, God, for putting these incredible, fabulous people into our lives who nurture us and make us the people that we are today. Mm -hmm. We are praying for those rebel German bishops and German (laughs) shepherds. We want to let them keep blessing couples all the couples, including LGBTQ couples and same-sex unions. Mm-hmm. And for Danny's mother and her hip surgeries. Yes, her- Lord, hear us now! <laughs> her, I almost said her herp surgeries, her hip surgeries. Thanksgiving for healings for Denise and for the healing to come, and prayers for the continued process to recovery and wholeness. Oh, I feel the Lord in the room, Azzy, because Thanksgiving is actually her date of uh, suspected recovery. So amen to that already. I'll already claim the victory on that. And for Jessica, Azzy. Yes, we pray for Jessica's relationship with her mother. Guide them and keep their hearts gentle and open, Lord. And for coming out to her grandfather. We we pray for your strength and clarity, Jessica. Lord, amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Azzy. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Hey, sibling, you can leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, YashJesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on YashJesusPod.com. 
Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just that, hey, did you know, instead of saying transgender brother and sisters, you could just say my transgender siblings and nibblings? Mm-hmm. It's more inclusive. And we, that's how we, we learned that from someone calling in. We'd love to hear from you here at Yas Jesus. It's always hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and... And brother Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sister Sophie Serrano and Sister Meredith Polly. Yes, Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Elder Ryan Lochner, Elder Jessica <laughs> Mysterios, and Elder Steve Michaels. We are always streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your delicious podcasts. We're, we're constantly playing 24-7 Heaven. And remember, God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all.